0: You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. And then you're here roaming, right? Yocky Da, Jockey Da. Huh? You get it, Kev? Oh yeah, you know, just uh oh no, I can't afford Skype. That was a baseball analogy. Oh yeah, Kev, well I just think uh with
1: Jackie Da, I don't speak Japan and you fing people.
0: Oh yeah, you know, just uh you D know,
1: T. Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, what do you think about that, Kev?
0: Oh well. Uh, Batista's pretty fucking sexy, and uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And uh, yeah, um, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. Don
1: What's up, everyone? It is Monday night, July 13th. I had to make sure I didn't have the microphone muted like I did on Friday. Uh, This is the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, as always, and join along with me is... Kev Castle, what's up, DT? Ah, uh, we just uh, got a um, what was this? The Grudge Match version of Raw, I guess. Uh, it, that's just another term for you know the same shit, but we'll just put it different. You know, it, it's almost like when you know you ever go to a diner and they offer you like, "Oh, you want to hear today's specials?" And then they yeah. tell you the specials, and then when you open the menu up and you look like in the entree section, it's the same fucking things. These. But, you know, I, I don't really recall the Kabuki Warriors as a tag team really ever going up against Bayley and Sasha Banks as a tag team, but I think we all knew that what the outcome was going to be, and uh, Bayley and Sasha Banks retained. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, i I got to be honest. We'll, we'll go through the,
0: you know, the, the typical you know, start-to-finish card like we do when we do our recap, but the ladies saved the show for me tonight. It was all about the women from uh, the last match, which I thought was great. Bianca Belair returns, Shayna Baszler returns. So it was kind of, to me, uh, the women saved the show for me tonight.
1: Well, you know, uh, we have, um, and I look, I mentioned it Friday, but, you know, no reason why we can't mention it again. This mm-hmm. is the five-year anniversary of, I know everybody calls it the women's revolution, but for me, I call it the five-year anniversary of the Four women, basically taking over... The main roster. And I know people out there, especially those in NXT, get offended when you say main roster because NXT doesn't want to feel like they're minor leagues. But the fact of the matter is, if if all of the you know leagues, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, were on even playing field then why is it, you know what I mean? They went to Raw. You know, they were still part of WWE. Everybody celebrates the anniversary of Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte coming to the main roster. There's no other way to put it. Bayley was brought in separately, but for me, it's the five-year anniversary of the Four Horsewomen invading Raw. And SmackDown.
0: Yeah, so you think tonight that's why they, they main event, this kind of main event they had, and they gave it a half hour, they gave it a lot of time and everything? Well, it
1: really wasn't. It was more like 15 minutes. Well, uh, you know you
0: what I'm know. saying. They, they started it at 10.30, but we'll come Yeah,
1: but by the time the match started, it was almost 10.45. You know, True. so, look, they have main evented a lot of Raws and SmackDowns and Sasha, you know, main event at NXT. So, the, so their main eventing is nothing new. Um, you know, my question is, where do you go from here as far as the Kabuki Warriors? Um, I know a lot of people, including us, have talked about Kyrie Sane numerous times before, but you know, when you really think about it, you know, whether Oscar retains or Oscar loses, you know, you really don't feel like the Kabuki Warriors are in the title picture as a tag team. I hate to say it. They arguably are the most talented tag team on the roster right now. Um, But I'm just, I, i you know, it was a fun match, but I just don't know where it goes from here.
0: I guess it depends on if Kairi Sane, do we even know what her status is? Is she going back to Japan? Well, not yet. Is
1: she, is she
0: staying? We, we don't really well,
1: know. It, you, know you, you if everybody follows the websites, you know, she was done, then she's not done, and then she's Oh no, I, gonna... no, I don't follow the websites. I'm actually counting yeah, on no, I mean, me... look, nobody <laughs> knows. on you to give me the truth. Nobody knows. I mean, at the end of the day, what's in Kairi Sane's heart is really, you know, that she is the one that's going to dictate, and WWE as well, but, um, you know, uh, people out there are, are guessing. I mean, that's really the only way to put it. Look at, Sh- look at Shayna Baszler. Last week on this show, we talked about Ruby Riot losing again, and I remember right. this show saying, everybody, don't worry about it. The losing streak is about to end. Check. Shayna Baszler. I know, you know, they haven't done anything since she ran into the orange wall, but she'll be back shortly, check. So, you know, it's. I think people out there, because the product feels so lackluster that everything is under a microscope. Everybody's under a microscope. It doesn't matter who comes out there. Um, even Bianca Belair today, it was refreshing. But five minutes after that tag team match was over, it's like, you know, people are saying, well, you know, they're not going to be a makeshift team. And where does that leave Liv Morgan? And Liv Morgan should be out there instead. And Bianca Belair, really, how is she being used right now? And she really shouldn't be in a tag team. And she should be the, the number one woman. I mean, people are just frustrated. I mean, The funny thing about it is, and I brought this up Friday, you know, the Friday before, July 3rd. You know, it was the the lowest rated SmackDown since they've been on Fox. And people like, hey, it's the day before fucking July. You know, COVID, where we really can't go out to the movies, we can't go to bars, we can't go to restaurants, you can't go to clubs, you can't hang out, can't go to coffee shops. So, you know, what's the excuse? So now we're one week later... And now it's the second lowest SmackDown and the second lowest Raw in the history of the te- So it's an excuse every week. But the funny thing about it is you got baseball coming back, and they play yeah. on Fridays. You yeah. have basketball coming back, and they play on Fridays. You have hockey coming back, they play on Fridays. I don't know about NFL, but the point is, if these ratings are show Shangata right now, imagine... When Friday comes around and, you know, people are so craving for sports, these ratings are going to go in record. And Mondays as well. Mondays is Monday Night Football. So, you know, I, I'm really curious. I, look, I'll give Ryan Satin credit. This is the third time I'm saying it in four days. But, you know, mm. if everybody out there that is obsessed talking about demographics with AEW and NXT, um... Brian Satin points out that a majority of the people doing that, for some reason, don't ever bring up demos when it comes to Mondays and Fridays. That's true. You know, why not?
0: You know, why not? That is is true. DT, you think, though, um, the ratings will get worse because maybe it's just baseball fans, basketball fans, and, and other sports fans waiting for their sport to start. They aren't necessarily watching wrestling or not watching wrestling. I think it'll just pretty much stay the same or wrestling will be affected by... The start of, I'm, I'm not saying that wrestling fans aren't baseball fans too. But again, you think it'll be that much of a dip or it's probably pretty much going to stay the way it is?
1: Uh, it's going to be a dip because right now you have people tuning into wrestling because there really is not much more of an alternative. And a lot of people are sick of politics, including those truly. Um, mm-hmm. So now when you have, mo- it, you know what I compare it to? I compare it to someone who has basic cable. And you only have a small number of channels, you know, and you keep, you know, changing those channels and you keep watching the same networks over and over again because you don't have too much of a choice. But then starting two weeks from this Friday, you go from 20 channels to 150 So now, you know, you may still want to tune into what you normally watch, but now you realize, hey, I could watch this. I could watch this. I could watch this. I could watch this. I could watch that. I could watch that. There's definitely going to be an effect. Absolutely. Um, And the big question is, what does WWE do about that? Do we get somebody's eyeball ripped out every week on TV? I mean, I, that's, that's awesome. what WWE gets paid for. You and I don't get paid from WWE or NXT or AEW or anyone else out there, you know? So it's, they're the ones that have to come up with, you know, uh, reasons for people to choose to watch them, you know, than something else, you know? I, I mean, I remember going back to my hotline in the 90s And when the ratings started to go shangada, especially after WCW went out of business, you know, I I brought up, wait a minute, wrestling used to get eights, nines, and tens combined in their peak. You know, now it's half the viewership in only a couple of years. Um, That just shows you that, you know, we had sports during the late 90s. We had, you know, news and politics and tragedies and this, this, and that. It's just and I've been saying this for 20-plus years, fans decide to watch something else instead of your product. That's what it comes down to. Pro wrestling as a whole is no longer the first choice for fans out there. You know, you could take Hulu, you could take YouTube, you could take everywhere you want to take, but the fact of the matter is the the most advertising revenue is when it streams first, first run. And it's not must-see TV anymore. Pro wrestling's not must-see TV anymore.
0: No, it hasn't been for a long time.
1: No. Wednesday, to me, is the closest. Wednesday's the closest, because there's two options, and you know it, it's nice to have two options, that if one is kinda Shangata, you could go to the other one, and hopefully the other one is not Shangata at the same time, and you go back and forth.
0: Well, it just amazes me. I mean, when you've talked about this on your show, your other shows too, and other podcasters, how many people do not watch the product and just listen to us recap and they're like, oh, I don't watch the show. I just listen to you guys recap it. So that's how I kind of keep up to what's going on. But I don't watch it at all anymore. Anyway, it's, it's a big portion. It's a portion of our audience, a portion of a lot of other podcasters' audience. So I always found that amazing. So are we that good or they still love wrestling and this and where their connection to it? You what know, do you, think, you know what the you problem that is?
1: You know what the problem is? I'll use Meltzer for an example. Mm -hmm. You know, if anybody out there goes to Meltzer's site, and a ton of websites out there, they post the results from Monday Night Raw. If you miss an episode of Monday Night Raw and you read the results that are posted on the wrestling websites in real time, by the time the show is over, you could close your eyes and you'll actually feel like you watched the show. Like, it's no longer where you have spoilers like, oh, I got to check this out, I got to check this out. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens' match was great. But really, was there anything about that match that somebody could type as far as explaining what went down that would make you tune in the channel and check it out? You know, if somebody made a run-in, somebody made a return, somebody did this, somebody did something outrageous, blah, 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 you know, then you want to maybe check it out. But you could get away with just reading someone's detailed results, and by the time you're done reading it, you could literally tell your friends the next day, yeah, did you see Roy last night? I watched it. Yeah, it really wasn't all that great. You know, the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match was great, and so was the, the main event. But we, you know, we kind of knew where, that it was going to end in kind of like shadiness, you know? You, you, you could get away with that.
0: No, no, I agree with you, but it is interesting to get acclimated to the fact that people on YouTube and, and people on our Discord and stuff will say, yeah, I didn't even watch it tonight. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it in weeks. I don't watch it. And it's it's not just like a little trend to do. People are like, no, seriously, I just listen to podcasts, listen to recaps. I read the cliff notes of the results, like you said. But that's it's it's kind of the thing that's going on now. But it used to not be like that. As many years as we're doing this, DT, even during down periods, and we've been through a few of them, uh, It more than ever now, it seems like people are just – not watching, but they're paying attention in another form, that being podcast. And good for us. I mean, good for us, but not good for the WWE.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of Kabuki Warriors, uh, just I posted a little teaser on Twitter, and I definitely advise anyone out there. Who wants a chance to win this autographed Kabuki Warriors photo tonight? There's a keyword, a magic word on my Twitter, and you have to later on when I say, All right, let's do the contest. The first person that wants this photo, that types in the keyword on YouTube, will get this photo. And starting this week, from now on, every week, a prize is going to be given away uh, live on the shows. We'll do a magic word every week and we'll give something out every week. Be signed photos, signed cards, you know, maybe a memorabilia thing. It's not going to be any cheap shit. You know, no offense to the FBI, but I went through my box the other day, I don't think anybody wants a signed Chuck Palumbo photo. You know, unless Chuck Palumbo went oh. on a shooting spree and you know, <laughs> was in jail, and now it's a rare thing to get his autograph. But you know, I got Sting, I got Edge, I got Legends, I got I have tons and tons of stuff. So yeah, so later on, during the show, gonna just say, let's do the contest. First person that posts that keyword, Gets the photo, and the rules are simple. You know, as I explained, and I also want to stress this too, I don't care if you live five blocks from me or five million miles away. You know, mm. if it can be shipped, it will be shipped. All right? People who have... I had people win contests that live in Abu Dhabi. All right? Go Google that and see how how difficult it is to ship to... I, anybody, this is open for anybody out there, so... Mm. But anyway, um, you want to talk about Tammy Sitch first? Do you want to talk a little bit about Raw? you want to talk a little bit about news? I'll, I'll give it you the choice.
0: Uh, I, I saw your post and I heard about it, but you can enlighten me a little bit more because me, me and you didn't talk at all today, so okay. I don't know what you're going to say.
1: All right. Uh, let's go with Tammy Sitch first. All right. Well, just for everybody out there, you know, who wants to get a little chuckle, you know, this is another example of what I've been saying for over 20 years now. All the, you know, I, I've brought up in the past, and, and me, I don't c- care for credit for Breaking stuff or being the first to post stuff. But you watch wrestling sites, baseball sites, news sites. When someone posts something for the first time and it ends up being true, you'll always see somebody put in parentheses, blah, 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 John Heyman posted first, blah, blah, blah. Always do that. For 20-plus years. And it's my fault, too, because I've always goofing on Wade Keller and Mike Johnson and all these other losers out there. But, you know, I've always used the example. Imagine if CBS hated NBC, and there's like a big five-alarm fire where people die and this, this, and that, and the streets are blocked off, and only NBC could get to the fire and is airing it and covering it Now, is CBS going to ignore that story because NBC is the only one that is covering it right now or the first person? No, they they suck it up and they post it anyway. So I got a kick out of this today. And I know, look, I'm not trying to compare the two, but I always remember how people thought, like it was so creepy that a Wikipedia post popped up before it was revealed that Nancy was Killed by Chris Benoit and all that tragedy, so all the all the news sites today were reporting that PW Insider broke the story that Tammy Sitch was arrested today at 4:42 p.m. Uh, four yeah, was it? No, it was four. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. 4:42 p.m. All the websites. 4:42 p.m. And as I'm looking at all these websites doing this, I'm kind of having a chuckle because somehow, 10 minutes before Tammy Sitch was arrested, and this was about 45 minutes after I was talking to one of of Tammy Sitch's friends, I put up something on Twitter before she was arrested. You know, it was just funny, because everybody went out of their way, melts everybody else, 4.42 p.m. But meanwhile, I was tweeting about this earlier, so I got a kick out of that, but here's the thing. I, I want to stress, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but I want to stress uh, one thing more than anything else. When I posted this earlier, as people could read my tweet right now, I, I said, and I called for people that are only checking out audio, I wrote, just talk to a good friend of Tammy Sitch.'" who let me know she's back in jail, violated terms of probation, violated a restraining order, drove under suspension, tried to evade police, shit. Continued prayers and support that she ultimately turns her life around. All right? That's what I wrote. I did not tell anybody out there to pray for her, to shit on her, I'm not trying to get people to like her or dislike her. I just posted out there what happened. And you know, the only thing that I, I made a follow-up comment about later on was, you know, for some people out there who are all who are gonna suddenly profess their moral high ground with everything, you know, they should make sure that their closets are skeleton free. And I know people out there like, oh, it's not about skeletons, she's a piece of shit, she's horrible shit. Look, if if you don't like her, and you don't give a shit about her, and you despise her, there was no reason to, like, keep writing about her over and over again. To me, it feels like some people out there want to take the knife and twist it and twist it and twist it and twist it. You know, if you don't like her and you feel it's karma or anything else, and then, you know, you write, good, she let her rot in hell and this, this, and that. Well, guess what? You know, what does that make you? You know, so I was not telling anybody to feel one way or the other. It was just posting what happened. Now, I ask everybody out there that has followed the websites today about this and saw what I wrote today, you know, because everybody came to a conclusion. Does anybody out there actually know what happened? Does anybody actually know? I mean, I know everybody knows the charges, but do you know what she did that led to those charges? Does anybody know? Or are you just reading from a police jail website of what the charges are, and you're cu- filling your own conclusion? Does anybody out there, YouTube, I ask you, do you ha- have any idea what this woman did? And I'm not sticking up for her right now, because I'm going to yeah. actually criticize her in a moment, but does anybody out there actually know what she did? No, nobody knows. No, no. No, nobody knows. So I'm going to tell everybody, all right, because... I got this firsthand. You know, I have friends that are very close friends with her, and I ask you this, Kev, and I don't, listen, I'm going to criticize her in a minute, but I ask you this just out of honesty, and I ask everybody, tuning in live. You know, you, you don't have to answer. You just think to yourself, but I say this, okay? Right. Have you ever had a family member or a friend who just keeps fucking up? And the person gets chance after chance after chance, and they keep just ruining that chance. Now, have you ever had a friend or a family member that just kept fucking up repeatedly?
0: Don Tony, I manage rock and hardcore bands. The answer is yes, every single year. I go through a band member change, just went through one now. Yeah, and chance after chance, because their talents were so good, we gave them chance. But then uh, the big picture was torn on the road. If they get in trouble here, they can get in trouble out of state. No, it's well, I don't. From. I
1: don't mean business. I'm talking about no, 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 family no, 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 or no. friends.
0: Well, yeah, and their family and friends. I have them in my house. I consider them like my my sons, okay. my nephews. I mean, of course. And and just for the record, I don't know if you noticed. And me, I comment on everything. I said nothing about the Tammy Sitch thing, because I was waiting to hear what you knew before I opened my big mouth. I said not a word about it. I didn't no, 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 no. Look, I didn't criticize no, 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 anybody. No, 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 I'm not, no. I'm not saying about me, but usually I'll you'll see me, I'll chime in with some even little haha. but I didn't think it was... I kind of felt like, oh, my God, again. Like And then when I saw that you had some news on it, I'm like, you know what? Let me wait to even say anything until I hear what DT says tonight. So I'm, I was waiting like everybody else. So that's why I want to hear what you have to say about why well,
1: it happened. Well, let me ask you this. For your friends yeah. or family that you know someone who has been given chance after chance and their chance, and they keep fucking it up, keep getting into legal troubles, keep putting their foot right. in their mouth, keep just yep. fucking up. Do you abandon those people?
0: No, I mean, I usually try. Actually, what happens is uh, sometimes they have to take a step back from the band or from their situation, the job, or, you know, you let them go, and then uh, they clean their act up. You see them down the road, and then you can maybe give them another chance, much like wrestling. Uh, the music industry is like wrestling. You can see them down the road. When they get themselves back together, they get another chance, see how they're doing, check in on them. I'm always like, I don't like to abandon anybody because I wouldn't want that done to me. And Lord knows, I, you know, we all have our own problems. I may not have a alcohol or drug problem, but we all have other different problems that we have. So I think it's uh, to be judgmental. You're right, you DT. Uh, Your closets have to be super clean. I haven't met a saint yet in the wrestling industry or in the rock club industry. I haven't met any saints, met a lot of sinners, but I haven't met a lot of sinners who their sins haven't been revealed. But other people get outed and then people pounce on them. I don't like doing that. Uh, So, again, I'm not a big fan of Sonny, but I feel more bad for her this time. That's why I kept quiet. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see. And you know what the end the end results are, DT, when you do. Everybody abandon someone who is really problematic. It's it's it, it's the end. It's over. Where are they going to turn to if they have no way to turn to? It's going to be a bad result. Nobody wants to see anybody end themselves like that. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a waste of a life, a tragic tale, and it can happen to any of us. Anybody sitting pretty right now, it could all be taken. away. COVID has ruined many a good man and woman I know, uh, their businesses and everything. So I, I am count my blessings uh, that I have a roof over my head and I still have friends and family in my life. Um, so again, I'm being very cautious about not saying shit about anybody who's in a bad way right now. I, well, think, I, don't, I don't want the karma, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want the
1: karma. I'll say this. We've all had friends or family that have fucked up repeatedly, repeated, repeatedly. My best friend yeah. is six feet underground right now uh, because oh, yeah. he just had so many chances to come clean. You know, he went into a hospital and got very, very sick, and that supposedly scared him straight, and he started doing crack when he got out you know i mean the 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 reason why i say this is because i have few people who are close friends with tammy sitch outside in the wrestling world i have said this many times in the past i don't say it to brag I, i i just say it because i've been in and around wrestling for 22 years um you know outside looking in for the most part but you get to be friends with people there's people i 'm friendly with that are on television right now that I have never made public you know who they are because you know it just comes off campy and you know you talk about stuff in real life, so the reason why I say that is i've seen the tammy dopey ass comments about you know white power and this this and that yeah she she definitely you know puts her foot in her mouth. She gets trolled and she tries to troll the trolls. And unfortunately for her, and I'm not making excuses for it, some of the things that she said is absolutely repulsive. And when that happens, I don't immediately jump on social media and try to nail her to the cross. I basically just nod my head and like, you know, man, I, I just, you know, you, you got things so good right now. You, she's banking crazy money on OnlyFans and she's got herself in great sunny shape. And, you know, yes, she's getting older, but you know, you're just like, man, you know, you just why, why, you know, but that's, that's the extent I go. And I could tell everybody out there, I'll quit all my shows now if I'm lying, that the person that I talk to the most today, about Tammy, who was very good friends with her, was crying. And she was crying because she's good friends with Tammy for a very long time, and she doesn't want to see her friend end up six feet under the ground. You know, whether it's alcohol or drugs or, you know, just ruining herself in jail and there's depression, there's other things. There are people out there that actually are friends with her. And I know social media, for people out there, you see one side and you get angry at that side. But again, if you ever had a close friend or a relative out there who is repeatedly fucked up that you know, is is, you know, a decent person, but just, you know, just goes flips off on the mouth, really, really just ignorantly, you know, and then you have everybody else saying, ah, that that guy, I don't care if he's friends of you, your cousin, he should fucking rot in jail and this, this, and that. You you probably wanna just knock some of those people out. So there are a lot of people out there that care about her. So that's the reason why I say with all due respect for people out there, if you don't care about her, you know, Look the other way. There's been so many rappers and so many politicians and so many entertainers and so many musicians and so many actors and actresses that have fucked up and fucked up royally that I cannot stand. You know, and when they fuck up and they get arrested or they get in trouble, I don't run the Twitter and gloat and say, Good, rotten hell, die, this, this, and that. You know, I just, I don't give a shit about the person. So, you know, I just, I. Tune away, I tune away. So oh, that's what I say, you know, if you're gonna criticize her, by all means do so. If That's how you feel and you wanna express it, but just keep in mind that there are people out there that actually do care about her, that know a side of her that maybe you, you don't. But I'll tell everybody a little bit as far as what went down that you don't know about. And that's yeah. why, like I said, when I put this online, I knew nobody was gonna give me any play on it. And they were just reloading. They were reloading the fucking, the, the jail site. Reloading, reloading, reloading. Because there's one particular website for the whole state of New Jersey. You type in her name and you reload, reload until, boom, it pops up as a result. My and then they try to write it as breaking news. All right. So everybody out there, if if you saw the websites she was charged with, and let me p- put it up over here. Uh, as a, Well, I said it on the tweet earlier. Con- contempt violating domestic violence restraining order, operating a motor vehicle under a second license suspension. And the funny thing is, is there's two counts of the same exact thing, but they're not the same exact thing. One actually leads to the other. But again, people out there are just reading from a jail website and they think they broke a story. And you're police officer. All right, here's what it comes down to. For the people that want to know this story, ever been in a relationship, Kev? where you have a bad breakup but you still want to try to make amends and you want to try to work things out and you really really care and you still keep trying to get in touch with the person and that person just does not want anything to do with you anymore to the point where the person gets a restraining order on you i'm not saying any anybody ever got a restraining order on you but you know that's that's what happens you know you have bad relationships that, you know, become almost toxic, almost toxic. And what happened is, is that when she was in jail last time and she had the, the, everybody knows the past stories with her and her ex-boyfriend, he put a restraining order on her. He didn't want her anywhere near, don't call, don't do nothing. And she tried to get in contact with him. So he called the police. She got, like, angry and livid that, can you believe this guy, you know, I I just tried to call him and he called the police on me. You call the police when you're on probation and you have an order of protection and these other things, you know, that's almost a, a, an immediate ticket right back to jail. So oh. this guy, I, and I'm not criticizing him in any way, shape, or form. But the reason why I'm telling everybody the story right here, right now, is because everybody read the website, the jail site, and they came to their own conclusion. This was a simple case that she was trying to get in touch with her ex, and she would not let up. He fucking called the cops. The cops, you know, went to take her, and she tried to, you know, uh, avoid arrest. Um...
0: Something. It was that young, that young wrestler dude that you dated?
1: Well, I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, I'm it not going to say who it, it was, is. It was because,
0: it a wrestler? Or- I,
1: I'm not going to say who it is because the person I talked to, they asked me, "Is like, please, we don't want to get any attention on a particular person. There's a couple of people that, you know, a lot, that names are floating around. I'm not going to say who the person is, but I'll say this.
0: Because you never tried to contact them before this.
1: No, there, there was, but you know, apparently the guy just felt he had no other choice but to call the police this time around, and knowing knowing, knowing what
0: would happen to her.
1: Yeah, that's well, yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I mean, yeah, that's look, that's
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah. I never had a restraining order on anybody. Yeah, way. I never. Had a order yeah, way. Way. You know, but you know, when you put a restraining order on someone, you know, you really don't want that person around anymore. And look, I I have told this story before. And um, I'll tell it again right now, very, very quickly. You know, I was married in 1999. I got the marriage annulled about six months later. It's off my books, you know, it's like I'm never married. I had to make a big donation to the church, blah, blah, blah. When we had this bitter, bad breakup, I got very depressed. I kept calling my ex at a job. Come on, let's talk. Let's work this out. We just got married, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm not going to say everything else that happened. Um, the next day, my mother calls me up, and she says to me, she says, you have to call this precinct in Long Island, a police department. And I called them up, and they said that um, you have to turn yourself in. And I said, for what? And they said that I threatened to kill her over the telephone. And I said to the police, I said, I never did such a thing. Now, she used to work for credit counseling services, and they monitored and recorded all the calls. So my calls that were made to her office were all recorded. Now, the end result was, was that, the, the police heard the calls, did not hear any threats whatsoever, and I never got charged. But the thing was, was that they're not, they weren't going to stop what they were doing and ask credit counseling to pull the tapes and let them hear it. You know, this is 1999, 2000. So anyway, I, so I drove to Woodmere. I turned myself in. I had to spend the night in jail. The next morning, they got uh, the footage. I didn't do anything, but she still went ahead and got a restraining order against me. And I found out later on was that when I was annoying the shit out of her work, trying to work things out, she was calling her hick fucking mother that lives in a trailer park, that piece of shit, and she she was complaining to her mother, he won't leave me alone. Her mother said to her, J- just call the police, say he threatened to kill you. You'll get an immediate oh, order of protection, that you, even if she doesn't want to press charges, like she, she didn't know that I was going to get arrested, but she thought immediate order protection. I can't call the job anymore and I'm out of her hair. So, you know, order protection is something serious. Even though you see these ID stories where, you know, somebody gets an order of protection and a person still stalks her or him. So the bottom line is, is that she tried to get in touch with her ex and kept Kept it up and kept it up and kept it up. And he got sick of it and called the cops. Um, so the cops tried to arrest her. She uh, did not want to be arrested. And something happened to her car. I'm not going to say what it was. Uh, we'll let the detectives out there in the news world try to figure that one out. Um, and she's in jail right now. Uh, the, the one thing that, thank God, even though... Um, She was tested today uh, at the jail as far as if she was DWI, but it it appears right now that there was no alcohol involved, and that's a big deal because her repeated arrests were DWI, DWI, driving under the influence, driving under the influence. So this time around, it does not appear that there was alcohol involved. Of course, that could change you know, I i wasn't in the car with her. But the point is, is that, you know, she's in jail right now because of her trying to get in touch with her ex. That's it. That's it. Sure. And I'm not sticking up for her, but I said this to, to somebody privately earlier. And the only thing that I could come up with is is this. She's out of jail since early this year. She's making... Six figures on OnlyFans. She's got all this attention. Sure, she's got haters too. And yet, even with all of this, you risk it by calling an ex. Unfortunately, there are relationships out there that is like matches to gasoline. And this apparently yeah i don 't want to compare it to other relationships out there, but you know some people might remember a certain female with the initials MM and another guy, and you know they see that relationship, and people feel it 's like light matches to gasoline, Unfortunately, a lot of relationships become toxic, but you know the only conclusion that I could come to this, and i don 't know if anybody else feels this way and i 'm not defending her. the stuff that she has said online you know i don 't blame people out there for not you know wanting to give her a chance or this is and that you know she's burned a lot of bridges and she's got to own up to it. I think you know if she 's in jail and she has to stay there for a while, you know it's tough love you know that some of her friends really didn't want to. Like, because they're always there. Like, come on, you're a better person than that. You know, we love you, we care about you, this and that. But now they're like, you know what? Maybe we gotta just look the other way and make her feel like she hit rock bottom and nobody is there for her this time around. And maybe it'll finally get to her that, you know, she's she's gotta like stop this shit. But what I feel is coming across, and this has nothing to do with the tweets and the shit that she has written. But this comes across to me as someone who is extreme, people might think this is crazy, but it comes across as someone who needs to be loved. And when I mean needs to be loved, needs to feel loved. And I think the OnlyFans thing, sure, it's a money thing also, but to have all these people, you know, like wrapped around her, you know, that feels good here and here and she is still trying to get with this guy and the guy doesn't want anything to do with her, I think at the end of the day, no matter how much money, you ever hear the saying, money doesn't buy you love? I think this woman, I think her number one problem is that she feels extremely lonely. And I think because of that, you get lonely, you get depressed, and it makes you just do things And, you know, unfortunately, I can't relate because I don't get myself in trouble like that. But, you know, that's why I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. When I see and talk to some of her friends and really, you know, get into a side of her that nobody knows of, it's not my place to bring that side out there. But it goes back to what I said before. We all have come across good friends and family that have done things, you know, I'm not saying murder or anything like that, but have done things and been given new leashes on life and chance after chance after chance after chance. And you look at it and you say, I would never get that many chances. Okay. And they still keep fucking up. You just, it's a downward spiral. And I just hope this doesn't end in a massive tragedy.
0: Well, I think again, you know, it's it's up to the person who's you know, it's you got to be able to stop yourself. I mean, it's about you know, self responsibility. And uh, again, I, I think you're right, DT. I think it's like the loneliness thing, the loneliness factor. It's uh, as as popular and as famous as you are. You could be the loneliest person in the room. You hear about celebrities and ballplayers and stuff talk like that all the time. I got a lot of fans, but I have very few real friends. Uh, it's a real thing. You give all boo boohoo for these people who are famous who make money. Again, you know, either you're a sympathetic person, you have, you know, you, you have some compassion for people or you don't. It doesn't make you, like, you know, the cooler person in the room because you could be like, oh, fuck him, fuck her. Uh, again, it all comes back on you. I, I, I truly believe that any person can be taken down a notch at any time uh, because no one, as you said, DT, you know, no one's got that, that you know, super clean closet. Uh, you know, again, and we're not just talking about, like, simple little infractions, little you know, uh, motor vehicle infractions, or you had a a night where you drank too much and you got pulled over, it happened, you made a mistake. Everyone's entitled to that. You know, you might have done this or that, or you said something in a drunken state, you uttered some some words you you didn't mean to do. Uh, You can't be condemned for life for it, but it's true. Sometimes people are their own worst enemy, and they just don't know how to get out of their own way. They don't know how to get out of trouble. I know a ton of people like that in the music business. It's usually fueled by alcohol or drugs, but there's some people who just have that you know that that personality, uh, that type of personality, where they just have trigger. Somebody says the wrong thing to them, they let the expletives fly, and they don't give a shit who gets offended, and then they get themselves in trouble. And today, you got to kind of watch your p's and q's. And there are always people looking to take you down, regardless. I mean, you could do the most, you know, by other people's standards. You look at oh, that—that's not so bad. Oh, yes, it is. You know, cancel culture. Uh, and I think the, there are people who want to see that happen. The Sunday. i don't know why. I don't know what Sonny personally did to them. I'm not a, listen, I'm not a big fan myself, but I don't want to see anything happen to her. And if she's making money at OnlyFans, let her good for her. I always said many times on this show, I don't care if you're a stripper, car service driver, matri D, I don't care if you're a fucking numbers runner, a bookmaker, I don't care what you do. As long as you're not killing anybody or dealing drugs, make a buck. I don't care what you do. If she's still got some looks and there are guys who want to see her. Uh, and, you know, I don't think they're even suckers. They're fans. Listen, you know, do what you got to do to make money. I have no problem with that. Um, but, again, I think people, uh, she did say some things, some offensive things, some racial things, and I think that's the last impression, DT. A lot of even people who listen to the show right now heard of her, so they're probably saying, Kev, Don Tony, didn't you see what she wrote during the, you know, the, the protests and everything? Yes, I did. DT did. I saw it, too. I know No one's got to school me on it. I saw it. It was crazy, but she was going, giving it as good as she was getting it. And, uh, but I still, that doesn't mean that bad things should happen to her and go away and, you know, burn in hell. That's just, that's a little much. It's a little much, you know, so I wish her well. Hopefully uh, she'll get out. DT, what is the uh, situation there? Can she get out on bail? What's going to happen to her, you think? You guys hear me? I can't hear Don Tony. You hear me, Sean? I don't hear DT.
1: Oh, uh, you know, I somehow I must have hit mute.
0: I, I, I hear you now.
1: Yeah, how long How long was I uh, muted? Uh... 15 seconds. 15 oh, okay. Seconds. All right. No, what I was saying is that uh, maybe, maybe it was good that I was muted, but um, she's going to be no, arraigned I, I, tomorrow. I, I,
0: no, I, I, yeah, did you hear what I said? I asked if she was, uh, you know, what's her situation? Yeah, she's going to she be
1: arraigned from... tomorrow. Um, she's going in front of the judge tomorrow. Um, there's a possibility that they may send her to Pennsylvania because she, her residence is Pennsylvania. Right. And she was is not supposed to leave Pennsylvania, so I don't even think. Well, that, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that she, w- she was not supposed to be out of Pennsylvania. Maybe that was ter- part of her terms conditions of her re- early release, but uh, there is a possibility that they may send her to Pennsylvania. Like I said, I you know the the fact that she would just not pull over for the cops originally. That's probably her worst, you know, thing that she did. You know, I mean, there's other things, too. She shouldn't have been driving under suspension for the second time because now her license is fucked for the foreseeable future. And there's some big fines attached to it. But like I said, hopefully there was no alcohol involved. Um, You know, we'll see if any added charges go to that. But... You know, like I said, I'm I'm not going to tell anybody out there how to feel about this. You hate her, you hate her. You wanna show sympathy, you show sympathy. You know, I, I feel that everybody at some point, you know, deserves a chance of redemption. After a while, you get fed up with it and you're like, nah, I just I just can't anymore. You know, that's it. Too many times. Okay, fine. My style is to just turn the other way. Look, you know, just walk the other way. You know, the idea of, you know, you, somebody pisses you off as some outrageous or some moronically stupid comments made online. Yeah, if that person gets into legal trouble, you probably put your smile on your face and say, good, good, karma, karma. But to actually just write it and write it and write it and write yes. it. You know, sticking the, you know, the, the, the dagger and twisting it. And, you know, I just, my style is, okay, you know, I just, that's it. I pay no more attention, no more support, no more nothing. That's, that's how I roll. But I'm not going to tell anybody out there how they should roll or not. All I'm saying is at the end of this is I say a prayer for her. Hopefully this is now rock bottom. Um, some of her friends feel absolutely guilty by you know t- just not trying to pick her up this time around. That's tough love. And I think in the end, if she strains her life out, she will, she might be mad at some of her friends right now because they're not there for her. But I think in the end, that tough love, if she realizes it, she'll thank some of her friends. But some of her friends, they don't know what else to do. You know, it's, it's a sad situation but I wanted to tell everybody the whole story, and I know it doesn't sound like she did all that much, but this is what happens online when you see websites that only just reload a jail website, read a couple of things, and you don't know what led to this and this and this, and people were coming up with scenarios that they didn't have a clue, they didn't have a clue. So so that's the deal, that's the story, you know, that's the story. But, uh, you, gotta, you, you know, raw now, right? yeah, let's talk about raw because, you know, we definitely want to end as soon, you know, on a brighter note, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody that's interested, my favorite wrestler of all time, Terry Funk has joined Twitter. Oh, really? At Terry Funk. I- I'm not going to lie. I got a little depressed. I got very sad. Um, wow. not to the point of tears, but to see him with gray hair and to see him a little bit fragile, you know, there's a saying you never want your heroes or your favorites to ever be mortal. You know, when we, everybody called the immortal Hulk Hogan. Well, as he gets older, he's becoming mortal. You know, your favorite baseball players or celebrities, you know, they, everybody, ages and everybody becomes mortal so to see him on twitter was wonderful but then to be reminded at how old he is now it's it's sad it really is for me yeah
0: i just i just saw i'm following i don't remember even following him has he been on for a while no not too
1: long no not too long at all
0: yeah he's at uh there's no blue check mark yet but he's so people know it's terry funk at Simply Terry Funk. Yeah. And there's a video of him there, and you can see him, as DT yeah. said. He looks pretty good, DT, not too bad. Yeah,
1: he looks good, but still, you know, it reminds me, you know, of his age and everything. You know, it's, uh, he's my favorite, always be my favorite. And I'm going to bring online, maybe I'll do it Friday or next week at the latest. You know, uh, that infamous letter that he wrote to me back in the late 90s when I first got engaged, you know, that's my prize. Po- well, my, yeah, it's still my prize possession. But I have another prized possession, and I'm sorry you can't see this right now, but you could see it after. I teased this last week, I mentioned it on Friday, I talked about it on Patreon yesterday, and sure enough, you know, the mail came, and I opened it up, and I was excited as a motherfucker. All right, I don't know if you remember, but back in the eighties, he wore it in the WWF. But he also wore it, you know, when he wrestled down south. When Roddy Piper used to have the Superman T-shirt, and in the back it would say Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, you remember the red Superman shirt? It was with the yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. Ad- of, course. Well, of course, yeah. It, this story you don't know. Uh, a couple of months ago, you know, because I wanted some Roddy Piper. Memorabilia. I wanted something from They Live, but I wanted something really cool. So I had talked to a friend of mine who really hooked, has hooked me up with collectibles over the years. He's like, I think I got something. You you know that he that he knows someone I'd be interested in. I said, okay, let me know. So as people could see in the back, you know, Roddy Piper is one of my old time favorites. So about two or three months ago, guy emails me. He's like, hey, he says I got a a guy that has before he even went to the WWF, one of the Roddy Piper t-shirts with the Superman and the Roddy Roddy Piper in the back, the actual shirt. And I was like, what does he want for it? So he told me originally, I'm like, ah, it's kind of steep and everything. So he's like, well, let me see what I could do. So, you know, we went back and forth, back and forth. And you know, I told him like, come on, I'm gonna put it on display in this that. So the guy said to me about three weeks ago, so he's like, look, he's like, Guy's gonna send me the shirt. As Soon as I get it, I'll send it to you. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So I didn't hear from him for about two weeks and I'm saying to myself, ah, oh, you know, he's, he's not gonna bring the shirt, he's not gonna bring the shirt. I brought this up as an example yesterday on Patreon. You remember the scene in Goodfellas when Ray Liotta was in the shower and he's listening to 1010 Winds and he hears the Lufthansa heist and they sold like three or four million dollars and he realizes that they got away with it. And you remember he's in in the shower and he's he's screaming, Jimmy!
0: Yeah, smacking the shower wall.
1: Yeah, If, if I was taking a shower and my fiance had said to me, I just got this, you got an envelope just now from California, just picture a naked Don Tony. In the shower, because the guy's name is James also. I would have been in my shower going, Jimmy! I would have been st- dancing up a storm naked. So for everybody out there, I'm going to show this for the first time. There is the original Roddy Piper shirt. And just to show everybody the back, that is the back, and that is the shirt. So. Nice. I, I wanted to put it on once, but I think I might actually just frame it and put it in the backdrop. But uh, I just wanted to share, because I know a lot of people out there were definitely interested in this story to see if the guy would come through. So, yeah, yeah, so it really made my day, really made my day. But, cool. um, you, you was, know- uh, When you got married, he was playing Chainsaw Charlie, right? Uh, no, he did Chainsaw Charlie, I think in 1998. What year did you get married? Ninety nine. Oh, okay. May of ninety nine, and it was over. Uh, what, a couple of months later, you know, and it was annulled by uh, the fall of ninety nine. Oh, jeez. Without getting into specifics, so, but um, you know, something also that came across the wires today with Sports Illustrated, and you know, I got to we got to give him a little bit of credit for this. You know, WWE has the mask policy now. And even though if you pay attention closely, you'll see some of the NXT wrestlers around ringside. This girl earlier is playing with her hair and retying it. One guy early in Raw was wearing it as a chin strap. You know, there's some people, I don't understand. I'm in my office for five, six hours, seven hours with the mask on. I don't even take it off. I mean, I do rub my nose a little bit. But these people on TV, like after 20 minutes, it's like so uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know what kind of prima donnas. I don't even care if it's 90 degrees in there. Um, But we found out in the article that Kevin Owens... You know, because this his family, because like 30, 40 people in WWE tested positive for COVID, Kevin Owens said, I'm leaving. You know, once this shit clears up, then I'll come back. And he was going to join Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and a few others and stay on the sidelines. Vince McMahon asked Kevin Owens, what will it take for you to stay? And, you know, they talked about instituting the mass policy but i i'll be the first to admit that i was wrong when i heard that wwe was going to fine people 500 and 1000 dollars i thought that that was ridiculous you know i mean the, the, just the idea you know of something that technically is mandatory. It's not mandatory, but to to find people five hundred and a thousand dollars. I mean, the fellow wrestlers. You see somebody walking around in the back without a mask. That should be wrestlers' court, in my opinion. You know, but Kevin Owens was the one that said to Vince, "You got to stop finding people." Because he brought up that one time he used uh, an expletive on SmackDown, and he got fined for it, and he never did it ever again, you know. So Kevin Owens apparently is the one that came up with the idea of fining the wrestlers if they're caught not wearing a mask. So I thought that was pretty wonderful. Yeah, that's
0: pretty good. I mean, that's again, hopefully they don't have to issue too many of those.
1: Yeah, I just said pretty wonderful.
0: Da-na-na-na-na. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Did you ever like Paul Roma and Paul Wandov as a team?
0: Yeah, they were a good team. I like Paul Roma and Hercules as power and glory. I power was and glory, was okay. Team yeah, Roma right. was a very underrated tag team guy.
1: All right, cool, cool. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about Raw. So uh, before we do that, I want to shout out our retur- new and returning patrons, Joseph Triple J this time around. Joseph yes. Glasgow, Jacob Canati, and... And Justin uh, Thorkvet, Thorkvet. Hopefully I didn't botch those names. Shout out to all of our patrons. Yesterday, Mish and I did three hours of breakfast soup. Tomorrow you're doing K&T, right?
0: Yeah, K&T Chronicles tomorrow night, 10-15. Uh, me and Trez on our Discord network.
1: Yeah, so everybody check that out. So Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Kev. I was a little disappointed Of the MVP Lounge with Dolph Ziggler, not because of anybody that was out there, but there was a little reference that was brought up, and I immediately went on social media, and I looked at the 30-somethings, the 40-somethings, the 50-somethings, and the 60-somethings. I didn't see anybody write it, even though I know somebody probably did. When Dolph Ziggler was talking about how Drew McIntyre did not give him any credit for for Drew McIntyre's success right now, did you hear a little movie reference Dolph Ziggler bring up?
0: Uh, I'm blanking on it right now, but you can tell me.
1: When he talked about, uh, and chat room, you're going to disappoint me if nobody picked up on it either. When he was talking about Drew McIntyre, giving him zero credit, he went 0.0 Mr. Blutarsky. Oh, uh, Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went over. Everybody, I heard that. I was like, oh, man. I just joked in that cameo-like video wishing the, that guy Doug a happy birthday. You know, talking about John Belushi, my favorite comedian, dying of a drug overdose. What was it? March 6, 1982? Eight, but, eight, yeah. Zero, Dolph Ziggler. Shout out to Dolph Ziggler for the Blutarski uh, name drop. But, uh, zero.
0: Zero point
1: zero zero point That was his
0: college uh, grade average.
1: That movie, Animal House, could never, ever be made today.
0: Oh hell no, hell no! But when uh, Belushi was looking at the girl and he was moving the ladder over and just jumping on the ladder to move it over to the window, that was awesome.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what'd you think of the opener with MVP and uh, Ziggler?
0: Didn't think much of it because even though I'm, I'm warming up on MVP. Uh, I'm not a Ziggler fan at all. As soon as I see Ziggler, I switch over to uh, News Network. Um, But, uh, you know, then Drew came out and Ziggler cut his promo. I mean, listen, it's a little, you know, go-between feud. Drew's got to beat a couple more guys, you know, so uh, Ziggler's in in the way. Just get get rid of him quickly this Sunday and then I won't be complaining much. I think it's going to be very decisive and very quick. I don't think that match is going to go on very long. I don't think it's going to be a Claymore like Heath Slater in, like you know, five seconds, but Dolph Ziggler's not a threat to anybody. The only thing he's a threat to is uh, putting people to sleep.
1: Any prediction uh, what the stipulation's going to be?
0: Uh, I can't – oh, the, I, I'm going to say that he's not going to allow uh, – matter of fact, I just kind of said it wrong because I'm thinking he's going to outlaw the Claymore. He can't use the Claymore kick. That's what I think stipulation's going
1: to be. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I'm actually going to go a little bit different. I'm going to say that he has to wrestle maybe with one arm tied behind his back because he could still do, you know, his leg moves. You know what I mean? He could still do the Claymore, but because he keeps decking Ziggler, you know, he decked Ziggler last week. He decked Ziggler again today, even though MVP tried to block it. I, the, my thinking is, and I'm probably wrong, but my thinking is, tie he's got to tie one arm behind his back, and this way he could still do the Claymore, get the win, and um, he did it with an eye, with his arm tied behind his back.
0: That could be it, too, yeah. So, I'm something where, yeah, obviously it puts uh, Drew in a compromising position, either the outlaw or move or they'll make him do something that, no compromises ability to have a good defense or something
1: Yeah, well we will see we will know i mean within a week so uh I, we'll talk about the extreme rules card in a little bit but next we had charlie caruso interviewing angel Garza andrade and zelina vega um you know zelina vega getting angry at charlie as usual and You know, Andrade and Garza basically, you know, like, you know, you you watch my back, I watch yours. Hmm. Garza with the one rose, but then, you know, we find out we're going to have an elimination match between those two and the Viking Raiders and Eric, basically, you know, he he tries to, like, show a little... um, I don't want to say love to Charlie Caruso, but just, you know, you know, just like uh, a guy, you know, flattering, uh, uh, you know, somebody. It doesn't always have to be the opposite sex. And then Angel Garza's got this look on his face like, you know, like, what, what, what? You know, like, w- are you kidding? Like, that's, I'm only the only one that's allowed to do that. Like, Charlie Caruso was smitten with uh, Eric. Yeah. But that really didn't amount to much because we had an elimination tag match uh, you had Eric eliminated in less than three minutes. And the whole match only lasted about eight minutes. And, um, you know, basically, you know, what it came down to was, you know, Eric got eliminated and Ivar uh, eliminated Andrade. But the Angel Garza caught Ivar uh, off the Tom Bur- Tomberkles, hit him with a powerbomb, got the win. Uh, it, I, I don't know what this... It just feels like I don't know. A lot of the stock in the Viking Raiders has dropped tremendously.
0: Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, they did that thing with obviously with the Street Profits, who are non-existent right now.
1: Um, well, you know, um, Angelo Dawkins—he's a new dad, so his wife just gave birth. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't even see that in the news. I didn't. Yeah, his wife just gave birth, and uh, he's been home. You know, the thing is, is that you know he has a newborn now, and you know the Bray Wyatt has a newborn. So you know the with COVID, they are petrified to have babies in the house and catch COVID. That's why you don't see Bray Wyatt doing much of anything if people really pay close attention. And I think the street profits for a little while, you're going to see, you'll see them in spurts. But I think, you know, for the most part, they're really, you know, a lot of the parents. It's interesting, look, I know what some people are saying, like, you know, how could you have babies during COVID? Well. You know, you don't get pregnant and give birth in five months. You know, all of these pregnancies happened before COVID came around. You know, that's what some people need to realize. But, um, you know, the the Viking Raiders, just to me, it just feels like, you know, it almost feels like because they were so big and so powerful that they were so dominant that the only way you could kind of like bring them down to earth is make them goofy. That's yeah, true. You know? So uh next you have the iconics, you know, kinda making fun of Ruby Riot that both members of the Iconics beat her two weeks in a row and tonight was gonna be a handicap match, but Ruby Riot is not alone. And it was interesting because when Ruby Riot was like, That's your cue, you know, like it almost felt like you know, like Ruby Riot like talking like a wise ass. Yeah. I know it wasn't meant that way. But when Bianca Belair came in, I was like, whoa, you know, like, especially That's right smart. after what Ruby Riot said, I was like, oh, OK, I, I thought it was going to be live or, oh, yeah. you know, but uh, we had Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair. And if people haven't watched main event recently, uh, Bianca Belair just beat. Um, what the fuck's her name? Um, not Peyton hey, Royce. Oh, what, what's her partner's name again? Billy uh, Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Just beat her, you know, on main event. And uh, this match was only three minutes, but Ruby Riott's back in the win column.
0: Ruby, Ruby Riott gets a win, and I thought uh, it was good to see Bianca Belair. So it was a good, it was a nice surprise. Again, when she said that's your cue, I thought for sure it was Liv Morgan. I knew it wasn't Sarah Logan, uh, or it was going to be somebody uh, uneventful, but it was good to see Bianca Belair. I kind of I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And, uh, Billy Kay took a bad finish. though you see the way Billy Kay took the finish?
1: took it oh. the same way in main event. She, <laughs> she, oh God. she is just, like I said, nothing against her personally. Oh, Billy Kay, oh. it's, it's not good. <laughs> I'm saying this politely, it's not good. She just it, it looks like she's got cement in her boots. When she moves around, it it looks like she's got cement in her boots and it looks like that they inserted poles in her legs. Like she can't bend, it's almost like a a bad version of The Wizard of Oz where the Tin Man has no oil and he can't just like, he can't really move and he's just like, she just looks stiffer than a a ironing board. She's not flexible. You know, she's get she can move and I'm not saying that she's like an invalid, but she just she she, in my opinion, is the worst pro wrestler on any whether WWE, AEW, or NXT. She is the worst yeah. wrestler on any of those rosters right now.
0: Oh yeah, Bill Aptor doesn't even have to uh have to search. Worst wrestler of the year. Easily, do they have worst wrestler of the year? I don't think he hit?
1: does. know uh, I don't think Bill Apta or pro uh, is pro Bill Apta even in, uh, involved with pro is wrestling it, it, Australia. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't I think just, so. I I just don't know who works
0: there anymore because Sue Sachs even retired. Yeah, you
1: know. so yeah. they they they're very politically correct, and I don't blame them. But they're not going to do like you know worst wrestler of the year. That's that's for podcasting assholes like us.
0: Yeah, it's true. No, but she just she's not coordinated. Billy uh oh, excuse Billy Kay. Peyton Royce is getting better. And she should. She's married to a guy who can work. He's never been over, but he can work. Uh, Sean Spears. He's a good wrestler. I never said he wasn't. So and they they train and work out. They put up Instagram stuff all the time of her training and working out with them. So she should be getting better. I don't know what Billy Kay's doing. On her off days I I don't know what she's doing. She's not practicing wrestling, and that's that's too bad. I guess she feels that she doesn't have to get better. She might be and might,
1: just can't get that, better. That,
0: yeah, that, that might catch up with her, though. You know, again, that can only get, you know, you can talk. That's good. Talking is very good. Gimmick is very good. But you got to be able to work because it just, it's, it's you're going to be on that list eventually, that list that you don't want to be on.
1: Yeah. So next, uh, R-Truth has a little backstage thing with uh, Tazawa and the Ninjas. And then r truth, who was supposed to have a match with Randy Orton later on, decides yeah. he's going to have a match with Tazawa. They're about to have a match, but instead, um, we hear Shayna Baszler's music hit. She comes out. Tazawa feeds the ninjas to Shayna. She destroys them. And Tazawa, in you know predictable comedic fashion, you know he's not going to try Shayna Baszler. He's like, I'm out, and he leaves.
0: No. That was kind of
1: funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah, you know, R-Truth, when R-Truth was like, don't come back, I honestly thought Shayna Baszler was going to knock out R-Truth and win the the 24-7 title. Me too.
0: That's what I thought, too. Mm -hmm. The
1: reason why I thought that was because Randy Orton was facing R Truth later on, and ain't no way that R Truth was going to be Randy Orton unless Big Show came out there and distracted Randy Orton, which I don't even think would have been. So if Randy Orton pins R Truth, and R Truth's the 24 7 champion, why wouldn't Randy Orton, you know, just take the title? So I thought, okay, you could remove the title from. from our truth earlier in the night by just having, you know, Shayna Baszler knock him out or stretch him out, but she, he just left the ring and she let him hit the ring, leave the ring and she gets on the mic and basically puts all the women on notice. Yeah, it was good
0: to see her back too. So I was I was invested at that point cuz I was into Bianca Belair. I like her a lot. I like Ruby a lot. And I'm a Shayna Baszler fan, so I was I was invested at this point. I wasn't like the, the opening, I was seeing guys I didn't want to see. And again, the girls were starting to make it watchable for me at that point. But, you know, we'll keep going here. But that was not bad. What do you think? At least Shayna Baszler is not, you know, relegated to catering. Like, you know, like you say, DT, if you listen, we you follow the websites and you go by their word as gospel, you would have thought Shayna Baszler was uh, serving potato salad for the rest of her career. Well. Uh, but, you know, she's still, they're going to, she's too talented to not do something with her. I don't, I don't believe that, that they're going to relegate someone that good because Vince doesn't like her. I mean, who knows if he likes her or not? We don't know. But uh, it was good to see her make a statement because that means she could maybe interfere in the match uh, this weekend, right, DT? Which match? Uh, the uh, match with uh, Oscar.
1: Oscar and, and Sasha? Just, mm. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It's possible. I mean,. It, I'll tell you this much. If Oscar retains, now I, I haven't thought about predictions yet. Plus, SmackDown hasn't happened. So, oh, know. you know, we may have more matches added. But if Oscar retains, again, it, it ans- I asked the question again two weeks in a row what's up with Nia Jax? And, you know, maybe Shayna Baszler just leapfrogged Nia Jax and is the next heel to go at it with Oscar which I actually think would be a great idea because Oscar with her NXT background and Shayna Baszler I think that might give us more of a an NXT retro feel to it. So, you know, then it, it, look, Shayna Baszler is not extremely great on the mic, but she's a scary motherfucker. And scary motherfuckers should not be charismatic. Uh, you know, you could be methodical like Jake Roberts and others, but, yeah. you know, just being no-nonsense threat, you know, that's probably the way to go with her. So I, I'm fine with it. I I, I want to see what happens Sunday. You know, my gut feeling says Oscar retains. Right after Oscar retains, Shayna Baszler chokes her out. Maybe. Maybe. I like it. I yeah. like it. So... Uh, We had the uh, trailer again for the WWE 2K Battlegrounds video game that comes out in September. I can't wait to get that. I have not been this excited for a wrestling game in about 10 years. I just, I, I need a nice arcade game that looks easy to play, goofy shit. You know, I just hope we could create a wrestler so I could feed a couple of podcasters to the alligator and have the goat, like, kick him in the mouth and something like that. Nice. But, um, and I say that jokingly, but uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. I really am. Can't wait. So... What's the, uh,
0: what's, what's the price on a game like that?
1: Uh, it depends. You know, if it's going to be like a game that you play on your phone, it could be, what, $15, $29, dollars I don't think it's going to be all that much. It's going to be on, uh, uh, I think, pretty much, I think, on the phones. How much, are, Chad, how much is the self games normally? It's $65, James. Wow. That's more like for PS4. Well, actually, you know, he's probably right. For for platforms like PlayStation and, you know, things yeah. like that, yeah, I definitely expect it to be like six, $50, $60, bucks, without a doubt. Yeah.
0: People in Discord saying it's around sixty dollars.
1: Yeah, but I, I, you know, the standard thirty-nine dollars. Yeah, you know what? If the gameplay is smooth and we don't have crazy glitches, you know, like I said, it reminded me of kind of like NBA Jamish. So, you know, a lot of people know what I mean by that. So, then we had Seth Rollins's promo. And, you know, first Seth Rollins is talking to Murphy and he's like, you know, Murphy's is you you really think he meant like to rip somebody's eye out. And we know that there's the rumors of the computer graphics and everything like that. And Seth Rollins, you know, very passionate promo. Um, You know, it it makes me laugh that they're going to do eye for an eye at Extreme Rules. But Randy Orton and Big Show next week has to be unsanctioned. I would think ripping out somebody's eyeball should have been unsanctioned. You would think, yeah. I tell you, man, you know, I'm going to still stick with what I've been saying for months. Ray doesn't have a contract right now. They're negotiating a new one. And, you know, if Ray is going to be off TV for a little while, to me, it almost feels like Dominic has to turn On his father, and Seth's got to get the victory here. But you know, what do you do? I mean, I I don't think I want to see Dominic rip an eyeball out. I don't want to see any eyeballs ripped out, to be honest with you. But even if no eyes get ripped out, you know, it's like if Dominic turns, that's good enough for me.
0: You think it'll happen? I mean, you you think so? That's really a deciding factor. Don't you think that? Why Ray? It's kind of, they don't do that with too many people, DT, right? Have them on pay-per-views. I, I I'll tell you trying. the truth.
1: I, I would, would have got a kick out of seeing Kane C- do a cameo in this because Kane would see no evil. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, cool I cool just, track. I don't know. I mean, I just, and the funny thing is, if they did something, and I'm thinking ahead, but if they did something where an eyeball really gets ripped out, obviously it's not going to be gory. But I could just imagine Seth Rollins on Raw, or maybe if Dominic turns and joins Seth Rollins, I could picture somebody showing up on Raw with a fucking jar and formaldehyde in it and an eyeball inside the jar. You know, I could just picture something dumb where somebody keeps coming out with a jar that has an eyeball in it. But whoever gets the eyeball taken out, they probably have to wear a patch for a while.
0: That would be a good one, too. I mean, again, I'm thinking that's probably what it's going to be. I can't imagine, like, how they're going to have the eye thing. You're right. It's got to be some sort of graphic. But uh, they're really committed to has to be to a
1: graphic. Image. I'm going to rip them. somebody's eye out. <laughs>
0: Listen, DT, it's, it's, they got to get some ratings here, so someone's got to sacrifice for this company. You know, uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. it. I guess we'll see it on Sunday.
1: I don't have a marker. I was going to actually make my thumb look like an eye and just go like this and rip it out, make it look like it pulled it out. I don't know if the thumb... Thumb tr- I don't know if anybody's ever seen a, a moron do the thumb trick and, you know, they're like this. You're like, hey, everybody, like, I, my grandfather used to do this to me when I was young and I would fall for it. He'd be like the this. Trick? Look, I'm going to rip my thumb out. Oh, uh, it, Steve Martin did that in parenthood. You ever see yeah, that? something like that. It would just, like, yeah. rip the thumb out. It just looked really stupid. So, But, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going into this with an open mind. Um, Kevin Owens comes out he offers the eye patch to Seth Rollins and uh, we think that this is going to lead to their match next but we have Alistair Black coming out and I love Alistair Black and Murphy going at it in the ring what I don't like about it people could go back and watch this is I hate when wrestlers are having really bitter feuds and they run out and they start punching back and forth, throwing punches at each other. And the punches are sideways in their sides. I don't know if you know what I mean, but Alistair Black, when he ran out and started going at it with Murphy in the rampway, they're wow. doing this to the sides of the bodies and it just okay. looks hokey. You know, like if I'm finally getting my hands on someone that I want revenge from, you know, to just go sideways into the midset, it just looked real. I didn't fucking like it, but the the match, you know, ended up with a DQ anyway. Um, you know, the match was fun, but it ended in a DQ, and then it led to Kevin Owens with Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic in his corner. He defeated Seth Rollins in about 16 minutes. Great match, Kevin Owens. You know, verbal. You know, animated. You know, arguably he's he's probably my favorite wrestler on Raw right now.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's your favorite wrestler on Raw right now? Uh
0: Honestly, pro- uh, probably Oscar.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe if I go Oscar female and and Kevin Owens male, Kevin Owens he just, you know, he tells a wonderful story. He's, he's very old school with his stuff. And, you know, the match was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, I know a lot of people online were very annoyed that Seth Rollins lost right before the pay-per-view. You know, I'm still thinking that Seth Rollins is going to win this Sunday. You know, so I, I, I you know, the match was fun. I, I had no issue with it whatsoever.
0: I can't picture, uh, I can uh, Rollins would look good with the eye patch. He's got that kind of look. So I can picture maybe they're doing something where he rocks the eye patch as a gimmick. The
1: the problem is, wrestling with an eye patch is not very easy. That's why I gave Mox a hell of a lot of credit. Because, you know, I invite anybody out there. Obviously, you know, you can't just go to your local store and pick up a patch. But, you know, get like something dark. And tape it, wrap it around your head a little bit so it's blocking your eye, or keep your eye closed and don't f- open it even for a drop. And try to like do stuff around the house or try to like go like you know run a little bit or do do something. I mean, it's not as easy as as it appears. So my thinking is, if Rey Mysterio is going to be outside the ring right now and not wrestling all that much, um. It probably makes sense for him to have the eye patch because d- d- this way he doesn't have to be in the ring wrestling. You know, it may lead to a Dominic versus Mysterio match down the line, but I think, you know, right now the person who get who has to wear the eye patch should be someone who's not wrestling all that much. And for me, yeah. it just seems like Mysterio is the way to go. I agree. So. Um, but I liked the match tonight with Kevin Owens and Seth. I think that was my favorite match of the night. I mean, the, the, the main event, which we'll talk about in a moment, was solid. But I didn't think there was any chance of any title change. But before that, Ric Flair, look, he talks with a... He's always had it, but now it's even worse. He talks with a huge lisp. You know, like, you, you, when you hear him talk... It almost sounds like he's missing teeth. I don't know if anybody has ever had like teeth knocked out, and you try to talk, and the you know just the words don't come out smoothly. But he caught, in my opinion, a great promo with on Big Show. Big Show got legitimately choked up, sang a lot of praise for Big Show, his career. I uh, talked about how he's been wrestling for 48 years, and Big Show was about 20 of them, yeah. you know, which was a little off, but you know, well, it was pretty exactly. close. Yeah. yeah, and he's basically telling Big Show, like, look, you're in Hollywood now. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm sure the the Rock shot was a little ad lib, but yeah. he's basically saying, you know, you're on you're on Netflix now. You're a movie star. You know, just go back to. Ca- to Hollywood and enjoy yourself, you know. You don't need to do this anymore. And you know, it wasn't as smooth as Ric Flair promo, but you know, Ric Flair could still talk, he still has all of his wits. I mean, you know, how old is Ric Flair now? Uh, 87. No, I'm just, I'm just
0: kidding. How old, how old is, Rick is
1: Ric Flair, family? Because, um, you know, look, I don't want to compare him to Joe Biden, even though for a little while I thought Joe Biden looked a lot like Ric Flair with the hair and everything. They
0: yeah, do look a lot alike,
1: actually. But, you know, you look at, you know, like older people and you look at somebody, of okay, he's 72 or 73, 72 or 73. You chat, you go from 70 to 74. But he's around 72, 73. You know, Biden is 78, I believe, and... Um, You know, Trump is in his 70s also, you know, and you and look, I'm not trying to compare Biden to Flair or Trump. I'm just saying when you get to your 70s, it's hit or miss as far as, you know, if you you start, you know, losing it here and there. And Ric Flair, you know, everything he said was smooth. Like, he didn't have to think about it first. He just was throwing it out there and throwing it out there. And I know a lot of people don't like Ric Flair being on TV right now, but I said this a few times lately. You don't know how much time this guy has left. You know, yeah. as long as they're keeping things safe, you know, I don't mind my, a little Ric Flair on TV. I don't mind it at all. No. How, what do you think about it? You're, you're, not, you're not a fan of Ric Flair on TV right now? Uh, no, I mean, I thought he was. I mean, how many takes was that
0: tonight that he did? A big Sean back. We don't know. Was that like a? a did that? Was that as free flowing as we think, or mm-hmm. did it take a couple of takes? It was taped, obviously, right? Yeah,
1: so, but he did like three minutes, and there was no know, issues I, with it.
0: I, I thought he. So uh, again, I'm one of those people that kind of is like, isn't Ric Flair in the you know kind of should be in the pursue non grata club of over sixty five with. Uh, pending health conditions and stuff with COVID, and I, I get it that he's getting tested. He's getting tested, but isn't it kind of dangerous for Flair to be there? I give him credit. He wants to work, you know, no doubt. But uh, And I guess they wouldn't put him in that kind of dangerous situation, but my, my thinking is more along the lines. Obviously he plays into the Randy Orton thing from Evolution, so he, he plays a role there. He's, he's doing okay. Tonight his promo was a lot better than the last couple of weeks that he got to talk.
1: Yeah, thank you everybody um who posted it. Uh... He is seventy-one years old. Okay, well, he's seventy-one. So, hey, you know, I like I said, I don't mind a little bit of of Ric Flair. I think a lot of people out there today. I saw some people talking about it. They honestly thought that Ric Flair uh, was going to get attacked by Randy Orton. Randy Orton, legend killer. Randy Orton had a kind of a you know interesting look on his face when he was in the back right before his match with R-Truth, but basically what went down, R-Truth, if you know if people listen closely, you know, Ric Flair called R-Truth a legend, and R-Truth in his rap intro today used the word legend, and that was all designed because they brought back Randy Orton as the legend killer. So the match really wasn't much of anything. I mean, um, you know, Ric Flair came out, cut a promo on R-Truth, gave him congratulatories for his career, which has been a long time. I mean, God bless him. Um, But basically Randy Orton, you know, uh, basically just beat him a couple of seconds. I mean, it was really nothing, but he was going to give the punt to uh, our truth, but big shows music came out and um, it ends up that this is going to lead to an unsanctioned match next week.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, again, I'm not a big show fan at all. I'm, I'm, when I see, I watch the show at that point because I have to, not because I want to. I like what they're doing Randy Orton. Randy Orton is the man right now on that show, no doubt about it. He's, some of his best work he's done in he, years. I thought Randy Orton was so unmotivated for the longest time. And since Edge came back, he's been motivated. Now, with Edge out, legit, he is the ultimate motivated guy. Um, but Big Show, I, I get it. They, they got a the legend killer thing. Who else do they got who's on the active roster, who's a legend, who can be accessible to them who lives in Florida. They had to go to Big Show. It's a, you know, a supply and demand. I got it. I get it. But uh, I, I don't want to see this match at all. I'm not looking forward to it. But Randy Orton's doing some of the best work of his career. He's
1: motivated again. Thank God. I'm surprised how many people out there want to see Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre.
0: That I do want to see. I think they, they match up size-wise pretty well. I mean, give or take an inch. Drew's a little taller. But Randy, they're both similar physiques, lean, lean uh great great condition obviously randy's got a few years on drew but i think that's a good matchup actually i think they both work stiff so um i wouldn't mind say I, I don't mind seeing that i don't want to see the big show i mean i'll see randy orton against anybody at this point except big show but they you know it's a, the bringing back the legend killer gimmick he's got to kill a couple of old school legends and big show is, is number one on the list right now
1: would you want to see randy orton versus brock lesnar
0: That I wouldn't mind seeing again. You know, last time we saw that, uh, Chris Jericho thought that uh, he was getting beat up, legit uh, pounded and opened up by Brock Lesnar, and that uh, match. How long ago was that match, by the way? Anybody remember the match where Brock was uh, beaten, opened up, uh, Randy hitting him with those punches on the ground? Gotta be about
1: five years.
0: Was it Anybody remember that? Anybody got the year for that match? Yeah. Um, so that was the last time they met, 2016. Was it 2016?
1: Well, nah, I'd right. said about five years. It's four or five years.
0: Okay. Well, that was the last time they met, but Randy, again, wasn't very motivated back then. Randy was kind of, you know, sleepwalking his way through his career at that point. The Randy Orton of right now, yes. I'd love to see him against Brock Lesnar. Matter of fact, i put odds more on Randy Orton than Lesnar right now. So I don't know what Lesnar's up to. I don't know if he's you know, shooting guns off in his home in Canada or his training, or he look, he's going to come back and look tremendous, or he's going to come back and look a lot heavier. I have no idea what Lesnar looks like. But uh, the Randy Orton right now, I'd love to see him against uh, a motivated Randy Orton as a heel against Lesnar. Yes, love to see it.
1: Speaking of uh, matches, Anthony Diaz just threw this one out there. You know, recommending a favorite Terry Funk match, you know, it really depends on what type of match you want to see. I don't know if any Terry Funk favorite matches stand out to you. You know, if you want to see like really crazy, hardcore, you know, whacked out shit, you could see him against Foley in Japan. You could see Born and Be Wired against Sabu in 1997 in ECW. My favorite Flair match is probably him and Flair, the I Quit match, I think from 89. That was in New York.
0: With with, uh, Funk was managed by Gary Hart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, and yeah, like, uh, no. Gary Hart was pissed after. When Terry oh, Funk yeah. said, I quit, I quit, Gary Hart was not happy.
0: He was not happy. I was listening to the, like I said, I love the audio book. It's all on YouTube now, Gary Hart's uh, My Life in Wrestling. I highly recommend it if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, but also, DT, and you've talked about the infamous one of the early 80s with him and Lawler in the empty arena.
1: That's fun too, yeah. Empty that's arena all, was that's fun. All, that's all. Yeah, and you
0: should check that one out. Uh, Funk vs. Lola. What was it, uh, DT? 83, 84, maybe?
1: No, I think that was 81. 82, maybe? 81 or 82. Around yeah. the Andy
0: Kaufman time. Around the Andy Kaufman time. 80, right? uh,
1: Andy Kaufman was 82.
0: Okay, yeah, but in the Memphis was hot at that time, basically. Yeah,
1: um, but, um, yeah,
0: with, uh, with Terry Funk screaming, that was great.
1: Yeah, um, was awesome. also, if people want to, I've played this on the history show two two years in a row. I don't remember what pay-per-view it was for WCW, but it was one where they were showcasing the legends and uh, WCW was in Philadelphia. And I think it was 1994. And I said, this is the closest you would ever have Gordon Soley and I think Bobby Heenan commentating for ECW. And Terry Funk appeared and you started hearing ECW chants and uh, Gordon Soley was on commentary and I think Bobby Heenan was on commentary also and you know it got pretty I don't want to say hardcore but it definitely had some moments and uh, to hear the crowd chanting ECW and hearing Gordon Soley and I think Heenan do Slambury. Yes, that's right. Old school and franchise. Slambury Legends Reunion. And Remember now? Um, right, right, right. anybody out there go watch it. If you were an ECW fan and you want to just for a second live in a little fantasy world, go just watch Terry Funk's match from Slambury 1994. Just listen to the crowd, listen to the commentary and for a second you kind of like get lost in thinking it's ECW. So, that's right. You know, it's it's. I think it's a fun match. But uh, so getting back to Raw, we had uh, MVP who for some reason is still in possession with that your know, new United States Championship, Hi. and uh, you know showed off his title to Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, which I'm still wondering if they join up with MVP and Lashley. Um, Lashley and MVP, I think, are gelling excellent on TV right now. Lana, you know, not on TV, you know, uh, we I already talked about it. Unfortunately, a parents got hit with COVID. A mother was in ICU. Now Rusev, God bless him, hope he battles it, you know, and overcomes it quickly. He has COVID. So, um, you know, Rusev is is, you know, at so Lana being off TV right now I think is the right way to go. Um, yeah. But, you know, we had a match with Lashley versus Ricochet, and, you know, Lashley wins with the full Nelson submission. A lot of people are very upset with the way that they are utilizing Ricochet and Cedric Alexander right now.
0: Uh, you mean like uh, using them like Paul Roma and Jim Powers? They like to do no, uh, like to do young style. They are like prelim guys. When you think about it, DT, what they turn them into? I just listen. They gave Ricochet a lot of chances. He can't talk. He's got no charisma. He's a good flippy guy, but good flippy guy is a diamond dozen. You know, he's uh, he's limited to what he can do because he's all flips. Not a lot of substance. Cedric Alexander. I still believe they're going to turn him heel. Uh, you saw uh, uh, MVP uh, planting the seeds saying, Did you get that thing I sent you, that package? And then Ricochet's like, well, what are you talking about? Don't you think the seeds are being planted for a, a Cedric uh, heel turn? Do you think?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It would be interesting. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a Cedric versus Ricochet feud.
0: That's what I think you're going to see. But I think they're going to go, honestly, I think Cedric is going to benefit from this situation where Ricochet might be the side guy and Cedric gets the push. I, I think, think Cedric
1: probably needs on. the transformation more than Ricochet oh, does. does. Ricochet... Even if people want to, you know, I don't want to say criticize, but if people want to criticize his mic ability and everything else, he's still one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE universe. So Cedric, yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised, man. Just do a social media search for Ricochet and just read. I mean, you get, you know, a lot of, you know, you get fair share of criticism, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I, I d- think people would be extremely surprised how much love Ricochet has by the WWE Universe. It's Plus, they also did that WWE 24 thing or whatever recently with him that I, I honestly, you know, it it gave me a little bit more appreciation for Ricochet, but, you know, when you have that special and it doesn't translate into a push on television, you know, it kind of, like, defeats the purpose, in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah, so. I agree with you. But, but I think Cedric, uh, they could have untapped something with him as a, as a heel. And I like the Hurt Business. I like that name. I think it's a cool name, the Hurt Business. Uh, and they got to get more people there. Obviously, the duo is not going to do it. He's going to have to build a stable. I mean, even Selena has two, two people she manages. They can give uh, him another one, two, maybe three guys, give MVP – like a whole crew, and and really make it out of something. I'm enjoying MVP. I don't want to see him in the ring, but I like him as a mouthpiece, as a manager in a suit, and talking. He's good in that role. Uh, but they need another guy, and I think Cedric, and then maybe even get another guy from there. Maybe even give Shelton Benjamin a shot at a at a rebirth in the final stages of his career. Why not? Uh, I think a lot of people would like to see that, especially if you get, uh, you know, you get you get some dominance, and get some t- titles on these guys, and uh, I think you're in business. Yeah. Yeah. the hurt business.
1: Yeah, the hurt business. Um Love it. Thank you, Darren. Uh Lana's mother is out of ICU. I definitely I Good. just want to bring yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, I
0: think it right.
1: would be I think be okay. So, um so next we got the main event. Uh Kabuki Warriors challenging Bailey and Sasha Banks for the tag titles. Like I said, we had 10 to 15 minutes of just hype you know, I mean really laying it on with the video packages about Bailey and Sasha Banks. And yes, those packages are meant to annoy you as a fan. Um, you know, like I, I got into this Friday for a minute, but I wanna reiterate something from last week. Uh last week I said that I felt that it was overkill that's too much Bailey and Sasha on WWE television. And you know, some people need to hear what I'm saying, and they also need to listen to what I'm saying, because there is a difference. Um, I never criticized Sasha Banks or Bayley's in ring ability. I never criticized their current characters. I actually have been saying repeatedly that I'm really enjoying Bayley's character. I think she is doing an excellent job as a heel. All I said was that it's too much. When you have too much of something, you don't want it as much as before. You know, you want to look forward. You want to anticipate that when you got something being given to you over and over and over again, you know, you, you, you sometimes get sick of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, if you, if any young young fans out there, where your your mom still cooks for you, and she makes your favorite dinner. And you're loving it, and then the next day she makes you the same dinner, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Two days in a row, and you're enjoying it. I guarantee yeah. you, if she makes it six, seven days in a row, you'd be like, "Oh no, no, give me something else, please." I'll even have Brussels sprouts. You know, anything but that. You know, it's, it's they're not on the level of that. You know, but you could you could see that WWE. Has decided that Bailey and Sasha Banks is the focal point. You know, like they're the ones that. It almost feels like what they did with New Day a couple of years ago. How they were just featured all, all over the place. It feels that way with Bailey and Sasha Banks. And it
0: does, definitely. You know,
1: nothing against them. You know, I know everybody focuses on that nine hundred thousand viewership rating that they that Sasha got in NXT. You know, last week was the second lowest Raw in the history of Raw. You know, so you keep at this pace. Guess what? Sasha Banks will get that 900,000 rating again, and it'll be on Monday instead of Wednesday. So it'll never... I don't think it'll ever get a below a million, but I enjoyed the main event. It just... Me too. You know, it just fell flat because, you know, Kyrie Sane went for the elbow, and... um you know, Bailey pulls her out of the ring, and as soon as she pulled her out of the ring, you pretty much realize, okay, no title change today. And, you know, I I I hate to piss people off, but I think the Kabuki Warriors are coming to an end. I think, so. I think Shayna Baszler might choke out Kyrie Sane. And that takes Kyrie Sane off TV. I don't want that to happen. I'm I'm a big Kyrie Sane fan. I mean, I got her shirt. I have a bunch of the autographed photos, you know, because I thought, you know, people would enjoy them from time to time. Um, she's uber talented, but I don't see her in the big picture.
0: Yeah, no, I th- again, I, I don't know what her future is. She's going to resign and go back to Japan, but I'm, you know, I'm enjoying. She's usually the girl who takes the pen, or obviously taps out to the submission. She's the fall girl in the match almost all the t- almost all the time. Uh, but that's that's her gig, you know. Oscar's the bigger the bigger deal. I don't think that's ever going to change. It's the way it's been set up. It's probably the way it needs to be. Uh, the only thing I'd see, I'd like to see Kyrie as a heel go after Oscar in a little program. I don't know if they're going to do that.
1: Kyrie uh, saying will never be the heel of this. You don't think so? Um, she she can't oh, cut she a, jim- a U.S. promo and she's not animated. I just Kyrie Sane, after the, some of the injuries and Anaya Jack stuff. She's a yeah, sympathetic just, character. A lot of people yeah. are a, really like Kyrie Sane. She doesn't yeah. come off as a character that you would want to be as a heel on TV. She comes off as, unfortunately, the the one who's the victim of abuse. I only see if Shayna Baszler versus Oscar is next, I just can't help but to picture Shayna Baszler just choking out Kyrie Sane and destroying her. And basically, you know, that sets up even more with Oscar. I hate to say that. I know it upsets some people out there. I just got this bad feeling about it, to be honest with you. I uh, I Darren, I get it. What was Kabuki Warriors? There's there's a difference. She was the yang to she was the yin to the yang. You ever hear of yin yang? She fed off of Oscar. Oscar fed off of Kyrie Sane. Oscar would do her thing and Kyrie Sane would laugh. She's not meant to be a one-woman show as a heel. You know, it worked because they fed off of each other. The iconics, Billy Kay will be nothing on her own. What is she gonna do when she cuts a promo? when there's when she is you know does her thing and she pauses those pauses are for billy k to you know to peyton royce to say a thing that's what happened with uh with um flawless you know the you know with um you know with that team you know there's some teams out there that you they bounce off of each other so don't give me well that was with the kabuki Warriors. But well i'm talking about Kyrie saying as a heel <laughs> by herself I don't think it works. Kyrie Sane is extremely be- beloved online. She's not everybody's favorite, but she is really, really appreciated online. That is not a character you would want to turn heel. They can't
0: turn Asuka. She just, Oscar just became the no. top baby by default unless they bring in Tessa Blanchard as a Yeah, Lay cool. Fa- you know.
1: Lay cool. Know. Thank you, Chris. Lay cool. So, like, by cool the way, moment. we're getting ready to give out that kabuki word. Look, photo's not worth a thousand dollars or anything like that. But every week, you know, we'll put a prize up here, you know, for everybody that's watching right now. So remember the magic word when not yet, but when I say it, the first person that types it that, you know, posts the actual magic word. And you gotta spell it correctly. So if I were you, everybody out there who's gonna comp- you know, play, cut and paste it from my Twitter. I don't think it gets any easier than that, and uh, that kind of might be a little bit of a hint to everybody out there. So, But anyway, so that was Raw tonight. Um, not a bad show. I mean, you know, as far as a go-home into extreme rules, I really don't know. You know, it, it did what it needed to do with Oscar and Sasha Banks, but it really didn't do much of anything as far as Bailey and Nikki Cross, I guess that's what we're going to get Friday. We'll see Sasha Banks and Bayley on Friday, and we may even see some type of a match in some capacity, and uh, that's probably what we have looking forward to on Friday. Yeah. So, current card for Extreme Rules, McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler. Stipulation to be named at the pay-per-view. Oscar defending the Raw Women's title against Sasha Banks. Bayley defending the SmackDown Women's title against Nikki Cross. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp Fight non-title. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, eye for an eye. Apollo Crews versus MVP for the United States Championship. Those are the matches announced so far.
0: Oh, they're going to definitely add some matches. That's not enough, I don't think we had about two or more matches, you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, I am curious what they're going to do if Andrade gets a spot. You know, like I, I said last week, it felt like this card was very SmackDown heavy. It feels very SmackDown heavy. I mean, yeah, we got eye for an eye and McIntyre as well, but for some reason, it just feels very SmackDown heavy. And I know Oscar's defending, too, but maybe because of the Swamp Match. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, we got to... Oh, and the bar fight. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. The bar fight. I almost forgot the bar fight. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you check out Miz's uh, new show on the USA Network, Cannonball, that game show?
0: Nah, I haven't checked. I'm not a big Miz fan at all. It's going to... I'll eventually glimpse it, but I haven't checked it
1: out yet. I, uh, you know what? I saw clips of it. I think Miz does a pretty damn good job with it. Believe it or not, Miz is very entertaining as a game show host. I mean, I, we,
0: we, I picture that could be his calling. He's not a good movie star, but I think he could probably be a good uh, talk show or well, game show host.
1: Well, you know, we had teasers of that before with the Divas Search. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was hosting a lot of the early Diva Search, you know, so, um, he he was very he was annoying at that time, but also charismatic as well. But uh, I'm telling you, I think people out there should check it out. If you're, you know, look, he's not in the ring and he's not competing. You know, it's it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad. Um, there was an interview that Drew McIntyre did. That I think everybody should go check out. And uh, I thought it was really cool. I think we kind of knew this already, but it was really cool. Drew McIntyre saying it. In his own words, but he is the one that really lobbied for WWE to bring Heat Slater to RAW last week, albeit for a one-shot deal. But uh, it's re- it's really cool that he brings up how Heat Slater was against coming back, that he got it out of his system, that he was ready to move on, and you know when. They made, you know, they reached out to bring him back for the one-shot deal. It brought back all the emotions again. Um, it's a good interview. I think people out there, I know a lot of people are, you know, feeling like Drew McIntyre has seen a Cena rip-off and this, this and that, but, you know, he, he, he this interview really just shows you like how classy Drew, you remind, you're you reminded how classy Drew McIntyre is. I thought that was oh, pretty yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's a good guy.
1: You know. Um, Also, Triple H did an interview with Yahoo Sports um, and they talked about the speaking out movement. And uh, Triple H said, and I quote, you don't ever want to see somebody in that situation. WWE has a zero tolerance policy for any domestic abuse. Um, We've stated that as far as this movement goes, Individuals are responsible for their own actions, but we also have a zero tolerance policy for domestic abuse, child abuse, and sexual assault. If someone is arrested for any of that, they are immediately suspended. If they are convicted, they are immediately terminated. There's no leeway or wiggle room, and he also says we have the ability to find, suspend, or terminate for anything that has evidence and I stress the word evidence of illegal misconduct, or what they deem to be enough evidence to have the right to terminate. Um, I tell you, when I read those quotes, I kept flashing back to one person. Do you know who that person is? Oh, Enzo. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I want someone that. Gets the opportunity to interview Enzo, maybe he's answered this question already. I want, but I, I would want someone to read that exact quote that what Triple H just said to Enzo and say, I don't think actually, the more I think about it, it's probably not something you want to put on an interview. But I'm curious how Enzo would react to that because as far as I know, you know, Enzo did not do anything that should have warranted suspect. I always felt that they fired Enzo because Enzo liked to party, liked to, you know, have sex. And I don't think they wanted that type of person in the locker room, especially someone that a lot of people did not like. I just don't think Enzo did anything that was illegal or anything that warranted to be terminated. Suspended, maybe until per- further investigation. But I'm still a little confused as far as the reason he was actually terminated. WWE doesn't like your lifestyle. Um, if it's legal, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I see crazy things online that you know somebody you know curses someone out you know in their personal life, and then their their job finds out about it and fires them. You know, some people take some views and they get canned because of it.
0: Yeah, I think Enzo is a part. Pod- they just looked for an out with him, and they found it, and now it's it's over and done. And they feel probably they don't have to revisit that because he's not in wrestling anyway, and he doesn't really love it. So they they got uh, away with kind of screwing Enzo, but. Now that have to go through proper protocol and, and follow suit for everybody the same way. Fair is fair. But I, I, Enzo, Enzo got screwed, but it, yeah. they didn't like him. I, I, didn't
1: God like bless him. you. Uh, yeah, God bless all of you out there that use the failed to inform excuse. Uh, failed it. to inform what? Being accused of something that you didn't do?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah I don't know. Like they didn't like him. But, you know, one other thing Triple H said that I think is very important to mention too that, you know, for any talent out there that have been abused, even if it was years before they went to WWE, you know, they're there for their their wrestlers. If someone needs a little bit of counseling or someone has pain that has been bottled and just locked in forever, you know they they have you know the channels to get them some help as well. So it's not just about convicting the guilty, but it's also helping the victims. So uh, you know I think that's a very important aspect of it that a lot of people leave out.
0: Yeah. Again, you know, um, let's <laughs> let's hope that your lips the God's is not tomorrow. There'll be some new scandal, but it's been it's been quiet the last couple of days. Let's hope it stays that way.
1: Yeah. So, with that said, everybody, we are done. um, you know, just a quick birthday note because I think people would get a kick out of it mm-hmm. on Friday when I did the history show uh I talked about Linda McMahon's mom passing away, and she was in her nineties yeah. and uh Joe punches, I have not seen the Jeff Hardy documentary on the network yet, in fact. I have some editing to do tonight. I think I'm going to actually watch it tonight while I'm editing the show and putting it online. Have you seen it?
0: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it last night. It was good. It's only a half hour. It's good.
1: Yeah? I mean, what do they focus on? You know, just... uh,
0: Well, here's the thing. I'll say this quick because I know we're pressed for time. But, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people leading with Jeff Hardy once out of He's leaving. He hates the angle. I didn't see any of that. I don't know what fucking documentary they watched. matter of fact he thanked wwe for forcing him to face his demons he he's doing what the company asked him to do he's having a good time he feels he needs redemption he's getting it uh to prove to himself and to everybody else they've never put they've never they've never addressed his issues before in the past it's always been dirt sheets and after he left the company they're addressing him the matter at hand with him in the company now and he doesn't seem to have a problem with it and he said and i quote and the only place to do this is WWE, the place that I want to end my career with. End quote. So I don't know where, where these titles. And I know what you're going to say, DT, why do you even bother even listen to these people uh, saying, yeah, Jeff Hardy wants out. He's disgusted with the nowhere. This was filmed and completed a week ago. He didn't say anything of the kind, and he seemed very content and very you know he needed to atone. And I think he's part, I think he's in on this whole thing. I think Jeff Hardy is in creative with this whole thing. Of facing he is. his demons. Facing his demons. And, and putting it out there for everybody. I think Jeff Hardy wanted to do that. And I, I, I don't think he's forced at all. I don't I, think so.
1: I said that the night they did the car angle. I said, I think they went to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's comfortable enough, and I know a lot of you yep. remember I said this. This was a PSA angle, public yes. service announcement. This was about battling addictions, resisting the temptation, and overcoming it. Said it the night they did the car angle. So, right. you know, I, I think Jeff Hardy was comfortable enough. And honestly, it doesn't matter what I think, you think, or anybody else out there thinks. It's what Jeff Hardy thinks about it. And, oh, you know, right. it, maybe it gives him added pressure. But you know what? Some people want that added pressure. They I think want that test.
0: He, he was tr- He was stressing that. He was talking about. Uh, how the night he got after he got out of jail, the kids and his wife wouldn't let him back in the house. They told him go away. Yeah, and he said, and he said, I, I was discussing. I need to show everyone. I'd not sweep this under the rug. Not let the dirties get this. Face this head on in front of everybody and take responsibility. So I think that's what he's doing. I don't know why everyone's taking it as look what they're I doing. I ignore to them. The way out. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I you know, them. let go, join Matt, and 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 be a world champion like. Stop already. Stop making up fucking stories. Watch the documentary. Decide for yourself. But he did say he's happy in WWE, wants to end his career in WWE. You'll hear it for yourself. I don't need to make up stuff.
1: All right. All right. Uh Everyone out there, for those that uh, want this, first person that actually posts the magic word Exactly spelled correctly, gets their signed picture of the Kabuki Warriors. Let's see who uh, actually gets it right. Uh, Okay, we got it. Anthony Diaz won it. Anthony Diaz won it. I think what we're going to do maybe next week, maybe, uh, in fact, I'm going to work on it, but I'm going to bring this baby out, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to add prizes to each one, and then we'll spin it. And then whatever it lands on. And maybe we'll put, like, one really cool prize on there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Anthony Diaz, I know you have ways of getting in touch with me. And uh, we'll do it next week as well. And trust me, I tell you, every week now there's going to be prizes. Uh, I'll see maybe Wednesday also. I I have to go through all my stuff. But uh, So congrats to Anthony Diaz, and he gets the signed Kabuki Warriors photo. Uh, Right before we get out of here, for those Tuesday night that want to check it out, you got Impact Wrestling that's going to lead to Slammiversary this Saturday. AEW Dark, um, you have Brian Cage versus Brian Pillman for the FTW Championship. I don't like the way they've used Brian Pillman Jr. so far, but it is what it is. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon. Marco Stunt versus Michael Nakazawa. That match I'm actually looking forward to. Brandy Rhodes and Ali versus Diamante and uh, Rache Chanel. Ricky Starks versus Robert Anthony. uh, Luther and Serpentico. Versus Pineapple Pete and Brady Pierce. And the Dark Order versus Sean Dean, Will Hobbs, and Joe Alonzo. And props to AEW. I said this a couple of weeks ago. They needed to make the dark matches look a little bit more competitive in the name departments. And I think they have actually done that. Even though we probably could all predict all the winners of all the matches uh, still on paper this feels more of like a velocity or a sunday night heat or so it, you know not yeah. to that level yet but i can't complain with that match listing okay so kev i will uh catch you tomorrow for knt uh, chronicles
0: yeah just let people know because they know me and you are talk about nostalgia and pop culture and stuff uh Rest in peace to uh, actress Kelly Preston, John Travolta's wife, who passed away out of the blue. Really, no one knew she even had cancer. Fifty-seven years old, yeah. and I'm I'm a big fan of hers. And I a lot of '80s movies. Matter of fact, anybody who wants to hear about Kelly Preston and my how I go back with her in a way back to the '80s. I'll talk about it tomorrow night on KNT Chronicles. But yeah, that was a shame. Uh, only fifty-seven, and also Elvis's grandson who uh, Lisa Marie Presley's son uh, committed suicide, 27 yeah. years old. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, 2020, the shit keeps piling on. Yeah. But we'll all talk right. about that tomorrow on KT. Anybody wants to sign up, sign up uh, Patreon slash Don Tony. Sign up now, sign up tomorrow, and join us live on the chat tomorrow night at 1015, and we'll talk all about
1: it. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, CT, right. everyone. YouTube, Discord, peace. Take it easy. All right, everyone. About to hit the two-hour mark, and... You know, I know I said last week, 60 to 90 minutes tops. Starting next week, that is the case. I have to format this a little bit more. Obviously, under the circumstances with the Tammy arrest, we spent a little bit too much time on it. But starting next week, 60 to 75 or 60 to 90 minutes because we're already 105 a.m. So everyone, much love. Hit the like button before you exit. Keep spreading the word. I am Don Tony. Thank you for the support as always. I'll catch you all Wednesday for Wednesday Night Dynamite. Maybe we'll give out some more goodies. In fact, we will. I'll see what I got. I'll try to find something AEW related. Maybe some Jericho and Moxley memorabilia. Or, you know, Brody Lee too. So, all right, everyone. And you know what? We can't leave NXT out also. I'll see what we got. I'll let you know. Ciao. Don, oh my. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you're hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. Don, oh my. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? the fuck out of here. Wednesday night? Don, oh Mike, You can have fun. You really are. <laughs>
0: And at Kohl's, take an extra 15 percent off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, 59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just 84.99. Plus, take an extra 10 dollars off your back-to-school purchase of 50 dollars or more. Plus, store drive-up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohls.com. Select styles, 15 percent off with promo code Notebook in August 16. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohls.com for details.
1: Tune out with Nebbia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at
0: moen.com slash nebbia.